Robbins. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 290 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us on a beautiful Thursday evening here in the Chicago area. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will rise and smash. And I mean smash that like button that will help send everyone on YouTube to our channel. You can follow me on Twitter on my name tag at hkravitz. And scrolling on the bottom of the screen, you'll see my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, cheers, complaints, or whatever you'd like to do. You can listen to us here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We have Power Picks. We just had a few people buy them today. Thank you for doing that. They were great in 2022. They're very good once again here in 2023. And we've got big meets coming up with Keeneland, Santa Anita. Now is the time to purchase your power picks. Of course, Breeders' Cup, uh, winning your in races, and then the Breeders' Cup after that. So please look into the power picks. Look below the video player for information about our power picks. And then, of course, we have a fantastic web- website as well hhhracingpodcast.com. A lot of new things on there, a lot of exciting information on our website, some great pictures, stories, horses that have won for us. It's just a great website. Check it out, hhhracingpodcast.com. So tonight, two things going on tonight. First, we're going to have Darren Rogers on. He's the Senior Director of Media Services at Churchill Downs. He's going to be here to talk about the exciting fall meet at Churchill Downs and all the exciting things going on from uh, building construction going on, great races, Kentucky Derby points have changed. Uh, I mean, uh, Highside update. There's so many things to talk about with Darren Rogers, who will be on here in just a few minutes uh, from Churchill Downs. And then we're going to handicap a fantastic Pick five at Woodbine. It's Woodbine Mile Day. They have three grade ones, uh, all winning your ends for the Breeders' Cup. We're going to be talking about that within the pick five sequence as well, races six through 10. And to help me do all that, let me bring on my fantastic co host. First, I'm assuming buckling down from an incoming a hurricane that is offshore, but might cause some issues. We'll find out from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran, and from the East Coast of Maryland, he ain't afraid of no uh, uh, hurricanes that's way offshore. He's got no worries. Let's bring him on, Mr. Pete Visco. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Good. What's up, Perfect. I'm doing great. Uh, Doing well. Guys, a few quick things. We're going to wait for Darren Rogers, who should be on hopefully any minute. Uh, He'll be in the background uh, soon. We're hoping. Uh, Churchill Downs actually going on right now. Some bombs. Guys, I don't know if anyone really cares, but I care. I'm, I had a 9-1 to and a 23-1 to to start my pick four. Um, oh, beautiful. So, yeah, I've got uh, I've got my phone. <laughs> I might be slightly uh, – they got two more races left, so I just play a little uh, S&G, so to speak, uh, pick four, if you know what I mean. And uh, I don't know. See if we can get it. Um, 
guys, we're going to talk about, as I said, Churchill, and then we're going to talk about Woodbine. Churchill's only a four, a four, a fourteen day meet, guys, but they've got big stakes. And I thought the Ben and Boozing guys did a great job last night uh, covering the big card on Saturday. They've got uh, the first Derby points are coming in on Saturday with the Iroquois and the Pocahontas. So I thought two tough races, and then we got some tough races to cover Woodbine also on Saturday, mainly because we don't know who the hell is going to be running in those races. Yeah, it doesn't help when half the field is in both races, especially the good horses. Uh, Paul also looks like for sure, just to get into some New York news, it looks like for sure that the next two Belmonts are going to run at Saratoga. It appears that way. I know people in Saratoga are very excited about a, it looks like a one week meet in June, not meet, but a one week, uh, uh, festival. festival, they're going to call it. Um, and I'm assuming the same thing's going to happen also in June of 25 also, it looks like. Yeah, I think the original plan was 25-26, but uh, things at Belmont are going, uh, I guess, ahead of schedule. And, you know, the the key point is not to have to stop construction at Belmont, you know, for a couple of months for that spring meet and then start back up. So with staying at Aqueduct and going to Saratoga, Belmont will go on uh, uninterrupted and uh, – I uh, actually booked a hotel room a little outside of town, just as an insurance policy. Always hope to be in town, but there are several conferences going on that week at the hotels in town, so it's it's kind of hotel insanity. But uh, I heard I will, the prices might be a little bit high that week, from what I understand. They're actually higher than Travers Week, Howard. Well, that's what I've heard. That's why I've got Matt Miller line one. Matt Miller. Uh, I will be. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm uh, booking uh, some barn space on the Oklahoma for us. Okay, I might. That, that's fine. I might be happy. That'd be to great. Say, I need to call Ray. Ray, you got his barn? Uh, is yeah. twenty three available in your barn? I might just hang out there. Plenty um, of plenty of room, guys. Let's let's see who's here. First of all, uh, Sylvain from uh, from Canada. Bonsoir, I believe is right. That's how you say that. Uh, hello, Sylvain. We got uh, Michael Osen is here. He's got some – oh, he's putting some Woodbine Pick 5 tickets already up. Nice. Uh, great. Michael, thanks for joining the show. Look who's here. Todd Harmon. Some of you might be winning. Who's Todd Harmon? It was a pleasure to meet you and Matt last Saturday at Kentucky Downs. I always enjoy your show. Todd, how you doing? Todd, I met Todd Harmon and his friend at Kentucky Downs along with Matt Bernier. Uh, I was talking to Matt, and, of course, you know was with me. And, guys, it's sort of funny. Todd – didn't quite notice that Matt was next to me and just came up to me as I was talking to Matt and said, hi, Howard, and just sort of completely didn't realize or uh, it, was, it was sort of funny because I was talking to Matt. He's like, oh, hi, Matt Bernier. So it was sort <laughs> of weird and surreal on my part. But anyway, Todd, good to see you again. He also met Kyle at, at uh, Horseshoe, guys. So he's met some of the crew as well. Uh, Sylvain also mentioned there's a Woodbine contest as well. We got Tom Espinosa here, a loved one, looking forward to the show. Pick some winners. Look who's here. The newest full-time employee, Noah Maher. No, what's going on? He met Todd as well. Uh, Matt Miller, your travel agent is here too. Thanks, Matt. Uh, June, June 24, we better start looking into that if we're going to the Belmont. All right, guys, so here's what we're going to do because uh, – um, I don't see Darren yet. Uh, I actually was unintentional. I forgot they had a twilight meet, but he didn't say that he couldn't come on or there'd be an issue. So 
Uh, I'm going to talk. Oh, here we go, guys. Darren's coming on right now in the background there. So perfect timing here. We're going to bring on Darren. We're going to talk about, uh, in a minute, Churchill Downs. Like I said, it's a it's a 14-day meet. They're going to be running Thursday through Sunday. They also uh, run uh, Wednesday through Sunday. So they're going to add Wednesdays the last two weeks, guys. And then, of course, this Saturday, they've got the Pocahontas and the Iroquois. I don't know if you guys heard, but they're changing the derby points. Did you hear about this? Yes. You want Paul? Do you want to give the brief? Uh, we can ask Darren as well. Uh, unless yeah, let's let's. I, I think let's have Darren. Uh, we'll have Darren talk it. about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stephen Scott is here. Stephen Scott, what do you have in the last two legs of the pick four? I have I have double. Ooh, I oh well, you know what, Stephen? I'm single to the nine. Also, how about that? I've got. Here we go. In the middle of the show here, I'm five by one. I've got four, five, seven, nine, fourteen. Scott, four, five, seven, nine, fourteen, and I'm also single to the nine on the end. Just to let you know. Thanks for asking, Stephen. Um, all right, so uh, Darren's having some tech issues in the background, guys. So anyway, I'll keep talking about Churchill just for a little bit until he comes on. On September thirtieth, they have the Lucas Classic, which is a Grade Two. That's for older horses. Basically a prep for the uh, classic, guys, for the Breeders' Cup classic. And then they have the ACAC, um, which is a grade three one-mile dirt race, which is the win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup mile. So that's on September 30th uh, at Churchill. Uh, we'll have Darren talk about the points. Um, I, I was going to try to get in touch. I actually don't have his phone number, guys, so um, hopefully he'll be able to figure out the tech situation in the background there. Um, they're also making some capital improvements. I don't know if you guys – do you guys see what the paddock's going to look like next year? Yes, wow. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Let me, uh, yeah. let me bring that up because I have that right here on screen. Let me present that so everyone can see. I'll go ahead and share my screen. So they're working on a paddock. It's not quite ready yet, but uh, – Wow, guys. Now, Paul, you and I were there. Paul, you and I were there for the first time for the Derby last year. It sure as hell didn't look like that. No, there was uh, a temporary paddock before the current temporary paddock, I believe. But, yeah, that that's uh, spectacular. Obviously, uh, a lot of prime seating around there. You know, if you're, you're into – similar to Gulfstream, except much more expansive, where Gulfstream, you know, has the seats right around the paddock. You see the horses being saddled, and then you watch the race on TV. It, it looks beautiful. Yeah, no, it's going to be unbelievable. And, and uh, they're going to enter – if you see the arrow, I think that's where they're going to enter the track, right through there, because it goes, like, underneath, I believe, and there's just incredible seating. They put the final <laughs> – uh, one of the beams on – one of the final beams. They got a lot to do in the interior or whatnot, but it's going to be uh, quite tremendous guys there for sure. Uh, let's see what else I was going to show him some, well, I'm going to wait for Darren to come on, but of course we want to thank Churchill Downs greatly uh, for giving us media credentials last year as we were an accredited national organization. We hope that's going to be for years to come as well. Um, and uh, I just see in the back, you, you folks at home can't see, but Darren is trying to work out, the kinks in the background. So hopefully he'll be able to work that out with his tech stuff. Um, and then there's Heisa guys, which we're going to, we're going to bring up uh, Pete and Paul. I'm assuming you looked into that a little bit or found out they didn't yeah. find any direct correlation between the deaths and what's going on. But Pete, what they are going to do is they're going to have more frequent um, 
tracking of the services. They're also not going to allow certain horses that do poorly consistently to run and a whole bunch of things. So Churchill is trying, is working with Heisa directly and they're trying to improve things. Obviously we don't want to repeat what happened at Saratoga or at Churchill during Derby week. No, and but that was funny because that's not funny, I should say, but it, we talked about it when we did our show, whenever that was last week or the, the post Travers, I think where, that's just the hard thing about this is there's, it's never really just one answer. So when you're trying to solve problems and trying to troubleshoot problems, there's a multitude of reasons why a horse could break down and it's hard to pinpoint until, I mean, unless you have, I mean, you have to take exhaustive looks at records and breeding. And like we talked about rain track condition, uh, when was the last time they worked? When was the last time they ran? What drugs are they on? There's such a combination of factors that could lead to it. You're never really going to know, unless it was like a hole in the, in the ground. I mean, you're not going to know exactly what caused it, but you can look at what contributing factors or consistent factors were on the day of, or for the horses. And then see if it says, here's a pattern. Let's see if there's some, maybe there's some rules we could put in place to sort of inhibit that pattern from happening again. I think that's all you could really do. Right, Paul. I mean, I, I know you, you probably thought. Yeah. About well, we, we've talked about this and you know, you know, we were at Churchill. I was out there in the morning and, you know, everyone wants answers. And, and I think I've said it on the show many times. You might get to a point where you just don't have, there is no good answer. You know, um, you can't, you know, you can't live on, well, we hope to get lucky. I get it. You, you, as you said, Pete, I think exhaustive is the right word, but you know, they've now, we're now four months out from that Derby week and they've done a fairly exhaustive bit of research. And what they've come up with is no smoking gun to use the words of high yes. You know, Delma just completed a meet with 100% equine and human safety. Okay. That. You know, and, and the industry is hesitant to, you know, to, to promote that because they figure, well, you know, there's a fatality coming, but you know what? There is a fatality coming, God forbid. And, and I'll tell you one thing I read this week and, and, and look at, I'm, I'm a HISA advocate. I, I understand the need for it. I'm not one of those, you know, I think there are some, is some obstructionists going on. I think Lisa Lazarus is very well-intentioned. But I hope she was misquoted or misparaphrased when attributed to her was we, we want to get to a point with zero fatalities, okay? Because that is an impossibility, no. okay? And it is damaging to say that that's what we want to do because we can't do that. Yeah, now, can we have a bar? You can never meet it. And then you just can we have a meet like Delmar? God love them. Yes. Can we, you know, Santa Anita. Five years ago, was it? With four years, whatever it was, was in the same situation as Churchill this spring and Saratoga this summer. And thank God, Santa Anita, since then, things have gone much better. I suspect things will go much better at Churchill this fall and, and when they come back next year. And, you, you know, we don't want to get into the weeds, but the Saratoga meet statistically was not that anomalous. The problem no. was there were two extremely high-profile catastrophic injuries in the biggest, two biggest days, right in front of the stands, and blah, 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
right. doesn't make it right. I'm just saying, you know, the key here is not to overreact. It's to react, but not overreact. And I get, let's look into synthetic. Yes. But I'm hearing people say, we have to go to 100% synthetic. It's a lot safer. That's an overreaction, folks. Let's do the research. And if we go to synthetic, I'm sure it'll be done better than last time because it was an abject failure the last time. So let's. So anyway, there's a lot going on, and you know, I feel for the people that are in the trenches, like Darren, like Heisa. I think they need our support. Uh, Stephen, I don't know the number, but I can tell you it's a hell of a lot less than here. Uh, I, uh, Asia yeah. is fantastic. They have some, but very, very few. Uh, Michael uh, Austin agrees with you. Uh, Gizmo's like, forget about the horse racing. He said, uh, listen, we, I'll tell you what, if you're a fan of the uh, Bears or some other teams, we definitely need NFL winners. That's for sure. Uh, last thing I want to mention, guys, and Darren might be having some issues, guys. And, and so if we don't have Darren on tonight, we will definitely have him on. He's a fantastic guy. He had a chance to meet him. Paul, I'm assuming you met him at the Derby last year. As yes, well. I did. Yep. He does Great Yeoman's. Guy. He does yeoman's uh, work there as well. So uh, if he's not on tonight, guys, we'll get him on very soon. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. I'm drawing a huge blank now. Okay, I don't even know what it is. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, Howard, Howard, I I do have the Derby. Briefly, the Derby points chart, I think what you were going to talk about is there's just more variety in the scoring. I, I think that's one of the changes you were going to talk well, about. I assume up second place mainly bumped up second place and made second place more points is, is the main thing. Um, okay. Let me just real quick. So what I'm showing here, you know, I, I I've stressed workouts on this show. I don't know if you guys watch XBTV or watch workouts or some people care about workouts. Sometimes some people don't, I get it. I'm much more interested in workouts as an owner now. And for many, and as a handicapper, you can watch guys, Churchill workouts or workouts in Kentucky. And this is going to be very important Pete and Paul for the breeders cup, because there are going to be horses that are going to be training in Kentucky. So let me just make this full screen for everyone. This is free for everyone. It's a little bit hard to see at the top, but it's KentuckyBread.org. Kentucky Bread, you, you spell it out. Let me just put us on screen. You just spell out the word Kentucky Bread, one word, dot org, backslash workout. And all these videos come up, guys, and these are workouts you can watch at Churchill. So, again, Kentucky Bread, one word, KentuckyBread.org, backslash workout. So I would highly recommend, as I take that off the screen, guys, I highly recommend people watch the workouts. If they're available and you're not watching, especially in main races, guys, I mean, what are we doing? There's a lot of two-year-old races running at Churchill during this 14-day meet, Pete. So if you want to get an idea of how these horses work and you're one of those visual handicappers, you'd be silly not to look at these workouts if you have time to do it. Yeah, it's nice having them organized in, in a way that it's easy to access and a place everyone can see them. I think that's the complaint sometimes. So XBTV does a yep. good job. But if there's another if there's another resource for it, beautiful. All right, guys, let's go ahead on to we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll get Darren. We'll give you updates on Darren Rogers if he's able to log on. I don't have his phone number, and if he's tried to I call me, it hasn't happened. So we'll, we'll, we'll get Darren Rogers on from Chilter Downs. I apologize to everyone who was waiting for him or wanted to ask them questions believe me let, let's have no conspiracy paul okay he's not on for for something he doesn't want to come on guys he's a great guy he's going to come on we just have some tech issues on his end we'll get those all worked out let's just go to the pick five now woodbine pick five saturday guys 
race six is where it starts. They've got three grade ones, uh, two uh, all win in your ins uh, for the Breeders' Cup, two for the two year olds, and one uh, the Woodbine Mile for the older males going, of course, a mile on the turf. But let's go ahead and I'll share my screen and let's go ahead and bring up the entries, guys, for the first legs. I go full screen. All right, here we go. First leg and Peter, Paul, either one of you could talk about the situation of the cross entries. But the first race is race six. It's about four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's a half a million dollars. This is for the boys. Uh, it is a win in your end for the two-year-old juvenile turf. It's a field of 11 as of now. And when you look at these trainer situations, it's sort of crazy. You've got um, five Cassies and three Kevin Atards that are in the main body of the field, but we don't know exactly who's going to go in where because some of these horses are going in race eight with the girls. Paul, do you have any intel or anything you want to tell people about which horses? There's four horses. I'm going to leave this on the screen, Paul. Let me bring us on. There's yeah, four I, horses that are cross-centered, Paul. I tried Howard through Twitter today. and uh, I saw Ron I, Gerking. We, we didn't get back to us. <laughs> yeah. So the bottom line is there are four horses entered in both the summer, which is for two-year-olds, right. males presumably, right. and the Natalma two race later, which is for a two-year-old filly. So in effect, there are four fillies entered against the boys. You would have to think not all four are going to run. And you get to my convoluted pick five ticket, it'll give you a headache, as I'm sure it already did. Um you know, and as you say, with Cassie and Kevin Attard having eight out of the 11 here, how it is it, I think? Um, yes. And then in the eighth, uh, pretty much the same deal. There's uh, one, a Cassie and a Tard, a Cassie, three Cassies. There's, uh, I've got it on the Cassie, screen. Cassie, four, four and Cassies. two. Two Cassies and three Atards. I got on the screen there also. Yeah. But, anyway, but yeah. the the one thing that the, the X factor is in the Philly race, there's a Godolphin. <laughs> so that that might that might help make some decisions, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about an unbelievable stat when we when we get to that race. Okay, but well, uh, no, so I don't know. Uh, I think, in, and I understand the trainers have the right to do it, and and I get it. I think in a case like this. 48 hours out, they should be made to declare. Once the PPs are out, everyone's had them for a few days. The numbers are drawn. I think it's reasonable to say we want to know 48 hours out so we don't give people like Pete and Paul and Howard a headache. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when they have to declare. I don't know the politics behind I don't that. Know. That day, that day. Okay, so, I, I mean, it's, it's a little silly. But anyway, the four horses are Bolt, Honore, Erosa, Go With Gusto, and Golden Canary. I'm going to repeat those for everyone at home. Again, these four horses might run here against the boys, or they could run against their own sex in race eight. Again, Bolt Honore, Erosa, Go With Gusto, and Golden Canary are the four horses. Um, so we're going to handicap this race as if as for what we see, guys. I mean, that's that's all we can do. So let me put on the screen. I was waiting to put the banners on the screen, guys, because I, I didn't want people to be misled. So obviously what you're going to see on the screen right now, these could be completely different, everyone. We don't know who is exactly going to be in, so bear with us with our handicapping, but we can still talk about the race quite a bit 
in detail and talking about these horses. And I thought both races, six and eight guys, are very, very difficult. So let's go ahead right now to race six. I'm going to go on the screen, and here's the PPs, and I believe those are them, right? Hold on. Now, I've been having, again, refreshing issues, guys. Oh, that is right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. Race six. Okay. Let me go full screen here. Let me do this here. And ready to go. Okay. Uh, Pete, let's go to you first. Assuming the race is held together, you're going to go with the seven, Erosa. Now, Erosa is a filly that is cross-centered. She was very impressive in the catch-a-glimpse. And I want to mention, everyone, that on August 20th, there were two races. The catch-a-glimpse, and there was another stake race, the soaring free right here. This one was for the boys, I believe. And the catch-a-glimpse, yes, for the girls. And it should be noted that the catch-a-glimpse finished in 114.68. And the boys' race, uh, whereas the Soaring Free, finished in 115.47. That is a somewhat, almost a second difference for people that want to pay attention to those kind of things, Pete. You're going to go with the filly here against the boys if she runs. Yeah, and if you equate it to buyers, which is easy for people to understand, the winner got an 85 on Erosa. You see, got the 85, and Golden Canary got the got an 80. So the two winners are happen to be in the race. So you can you can compare them from a figure perspective too. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I have Erosa winning both races, the sixth and the eighth. So whichever one she goes in, I'm I'm taking her. I, I just thought this is such a tough field. Though. If you look at when you get to the pick fives, I'm about 97 deep in both legs. So <laughs> I feel like these races are wide open because there's just been some relatively impressive performances. And this one, I think she had one in her last out. She was sort of boxed in. She waited to get room. I mean, she was on the rail, so it wasn't like she had the worst trip, but she just, she was stuck. She couldn't get through and then powered through and sort of exploded in the lane, kicked away. Again, you never know exactly how the horses behind are going to perform. Some of them are running. Some of them, you know, some of them we'll see and actually in some other races, I just thought she was really impressive, and she's one that you put on the turf, supremely improved. I mean, went from running really poorly on the synthetic to being, you know, absolutely done nothing wrong on the turf, one on the front end, one from off the pace. I think the the pedigree the pedigree shows a nice mix of route and sprint. So you should see some quickness and you should see the ability to handle this extra distance. So picks up Johnny V, which I always like. So there's really just a lot to like about her. It just depends on what race she goes in. I'll show the stretch really quick here. Uh, Erosa is the nine and did everything well, Pete. And, you know, I, I don't, I think, this was pretty visually impressive. She's in behind there in the blue and yellow and does get a very good trip. Although she had to wait right there. We can see PM. She's, she's got a handful. She did have to wait. And then the inside opened up. I would consider that a pretty darn good trip though. Uh, but she did show some patience there to come through on the inside. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes we always talk about it. Like you, we sometimes penalize horses for getting good trips, but some horses just work out good trips and that's what they do. So I don't <laughs> We've think we've had a conversation always... about that situation lately, haven't we? We have. <laughs> and I mean, I think Archangelo, I believe. Well, it's also, it's also the same where sometimes you look at a bad trip and you make the assumption that because a horse got a bad trip that they would have yeah. finished better. And you like, so it's a lot of it's guesswork on both sides, but some good horses just, are, they have the ability to work out trips. And the thing you like is in her third start, 
whether it was a good trip or not, she still had to overcome a little bit. She, you know, she did get stopped. She did get blocked and then still had to come through on the rail, which isn't always easy for younger horses. No, by the way, red run, the 14 who got into the Churchill race, just uh, one who's run it uh, at some tough races recently. And I did have that one and that was five to one. So I'm alive to a nice nice big four. four. I get home to the nine. We'll see. Um, Paul, you're going with the two. You're going with the two Carsons run, and I've got mad love and respect for th- these connections. Christoph Clement, Dylan Davis. Uh, what do you like about this one who just missed in the, with anticipation at Saratoga last time? Yeah, lost to a Bill Mott Philly. That's when Bill Mott won the Philly race. Uh, Philly beat the boys one day, and then a, a boy beat the uh, – I mean, a, 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 another Philly beat the girls the next day. Um I thought that was a good race. I think the horse that uh, beat him, Gala Brand, the Mott Philly I was referring to, is is a legitimate horse, put up a good buyer. Um, you know, Pete, it's interesting. We talked about that seven. I, I put in my notes on my screen from tough trip to dream trip. You know, it looked like it was going to be a horrendous trip. And then, as Howard pointed out, once the rail opened, it was uh, really good. But back yeah. to this horse uh, – yeah, you know, there's a story here, and no, I, I did not pick the horse because it's named for a young man who has the same syndrome as Cody Dorman. Although it's not going to make me any less enthusiastic, uh, it's a college uh, classmate of Terry Finley from West Point, oh. whose son is named Carson. Carson yeah, has that. Wolf Hershon syndrome, wow. which is uh, what Cody has. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you'll t- right here. By the way, this is Carson's run the eight. And, and and you can see his head's cocked a little bit. He's in tight here. I just think um, I just think that's a, you know, he ran pretty well. And, and as I say, I think just got outrun by by what I think is going to be a pretty good uh, Philly who had uh, a, a better trip. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I thought took the thought out of it with all the cross-centered horses, Howard, and didn't pick any of them on top in either race. <laughs> okay, um, I think that horse definitely has a shot. I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm spreading big time, guys. I am. When I saw the morning lines, I, I was surprised and frankly happy surprised. I think number five go with Gusto's got a shot, guys. I, I don't understand this twenty to one. This is a, a horse that I am extremely interested in. I'll tell you what I like about this horse, guys, a lot. I really like the fact this horse has won at this distance already and has done it two turns, which is another reason to like Carson run, Paul. I just prefer horses, guys, that have run a distance over ones that have run six and a half. And Pete, your horse can absolutely win. I think it's a good pick and all that. I just, given an option, I'd rather have a horse that's won. And I like the fact this horse has actually won two turns. And I'm just going to show very quickly the stretch run. I know that horse got a 62, but you know what, guys? We've seen these these two-year-olds can improve tremendously in their second start. Go with Gusso is the 10 here. And I thought this horse was really professional. He's, he's on the inside. He did get a nice trip on the inside, but you know, he get, he has to weave through horses a little bit. And, and right here, he's, you know, it looks, if you thought he was going to win from here, I think you'd be surprised, but he had a sort of, this is an right, right there. That's a pretty athletic move. He might've bothered the nine, but he can get take down. And once he got to the outside guys, this is an explosion. He actually I did get taken it. down. He, he, that's, he did get oh, taken did he? down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or she, like she, sorry, she, she, that was, she. yeah, she did. Okay, wow, I feel like an idiot. Okay, I didn't, why didn't I see that? 
It's it's okay. a little bit on the bottom. Oh, it's, 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 right yeah, it's in a funny spot. Yeah, it's in a okay. funny spot. Yeah. Well, I still like her anyway. But it was <laughs> anyway. funny because I, I thought the takedown didn't make much sense because I didn't think the horse that, that she interfered with really had much of a shot. Yeah. Wasn't gonna, but maybe we had a shot at placing, which is what I assume the decision yeah. was. But she, I, yeah. I'm with you. How I, Not to take anything. I had this horse as an A, too. This is an A horse for me. Just didn't make yeah. my top three. But I, I really like this horse at the price. I agree with you. The buyers are... First time starters, the buyers are the difference between the first and the second. They can be crazy. They can easily be a twenty point swing. Yeah, without a We've without seen question. It so many times, guys. Yeah. I just you know that's something I've really worked on. I'd say in this last six months, these low buyers that some of these two year olds get mean nothing to me. I mean, they can explode up. There's a horse that won at Del Mar last week, guys, in a uh, in the two year old male race. I got like a forty eight first time out, and then got like a seventy two next time. I mean, th- these two year olds can improved tremendously and the fact that she was dq'd means nothing but paul it is barber and rosario and cassie there's no way i don't know how the field's gonna look but there's no way this horse is 20 to 1 i can see more like 10 to 1 but i'd be happy with that yeah and and i didn't have the odds you know we talk about this all the time i I didn't have the odds when when i looked but i would agree with you that this horse uh rosario taking over and uh, cassie on a big day and barbara yeah you're you're 100 right about that i don't know if you're right about the horse winning but you're 100 right about the odds by the oh, way yeah. there's a cassie has a bunch in here and and later in the other one second time starters in graded stakes cassie's one for 24 that was just the other one stat i dug up that i that i but i mean he's got half the field so you know <laughs> that, that might that might not matter. Content. That might not matter though in a in a race where he's got I think three of his five yeah. <laughs> are maybe making their second start. <laughs> at least three of the five I think are making their second start in this race. So I don't know if that's going to matter. Um, but just wanted to seven, mention it. I'll seventeen seventy eight to the nine. I'll Beautiful. take. I'll Bring take. That would be nice. Heck we yeah. might be we might be some cheering here live on the show. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about in this race? We didn't obviously we're not going to talk about every horse, and we no, don't know I thought, going. But is there another? Horse yeah, I thought the six, Howard. If if the six stays, um, you know, I, I think that race was a little better than it looks on paper. I have in my okay. notes that she did. She really did all the running. It was a it was a pretty good pace. Twenty one and four, forty four and one uh, in that uh, uh, catch a glimpse. Uh, one of the races that you uh, referred to. Uh, as opposed to the other race that you said came up slower, fractions twenty three and three, forty six and four. So that 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 catch a glimpse was a quicker race from yeah. start to finish. Held and I thought well, the six too. did pretty well. By the way, JW Paul might get he might need to get used to this. I'm not saying everyone's gonna be synthetic for now on, but uh, JW, I I understand some people don't like synthetic. But I also don't quite get it because it's just like any track. You just got to find the buys. You got to do your homework. I don't – the hatred with the synthetic, I don't – I love – I like Woodbine. I like Presque Isle. I, I loved the cushion at Hollywood. To me, it was one of the most fair services out there. Um, I, I don't know. People are just going to have to adjust a little bit if there's more synthetics. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful. JW, I hear you. I just – Let's talk about the – let's it. talk about the form on the Gulfstream synthetic, Howard, if you want to go down that road. What do you mean? The, well, the, the key, I think, is having synthetic as an option would be fine with the majority of people. Yes, I agree. But this is what Gulfstream did. That's what Gulfstream did. They said, we want to have it as an option. So if we have to go off okay. the turf, and then what do they do? 
they're carting three races a day on synthetic, three I or see. four. So, again, as long as we don't overreact, I would have no issue. I talked about this before. We might get to a day where we have a, a race being taken off the slop dirt onto synthetic in addition to the turf, yeah. which I could see. But there's, you know, can we maybe have a balance between – you know, someone put in the chat about Mark Cassie. I think Mark Cassie's tremendous. I like him a lot. I, I have ultimate respect for him. But to say that we're going to go out of business, <laughs> yeah, that's about maybe Might two. Might be a right, um, Tom, right now. Maybe two. So anyway, it's it, it's not a it's it's a discussion not for one day, and yeah. it's certainly worthy. Look at I was I was thirty feet from Maple Leaf Mel when she went down. Okay, so I, I can tell you how it impacted me and how horrific it was. And I was also there uh, the second time on uh, on Travis Day for New York Thunder. So look at I, I get it, but we overreacted the first time. California said all tracks must be right. all synthetic. Right. Okay. Right. So anyway, we. Well, we digress. I, I, I know we're going to move on to handicapping, but it's where I think this is you agree with what Matt Miller, both you guys. It's the bouncing back and forth between the services. That's the issue. If we're stuck to one, it would be fine, but comparisons are tough when introducing a third service. The reason why uh, um, Gulfstream's running a lot on uh, synthetic right now, the Tapita Pita's course, their turf course is not ready to be run on. So I guess the question is do you want. 20 claimers running on the synthetic and save the turf course, or do you just want more? Yeah, that'd be all right. I think that, that, yeah, that'd that's be all right. I mean, ultimately, right. I, I mean, I don't want to belabor it. Ultimately, I agree yeah, with we'll Paul where, you know, run on the turf. If you take off the turf, you go to the synth. If you, if you have a really bad sloppy dirt, then maybe you do that, even though that'll be tougher to bet. But real right. quick, I know we want to move on from this yeah, race, Pete, but we should talk quickly. Here? Yeah, we should talk about the three. Speaking of synth, going synth yeah, to turf, geez, the three's I the mean, favorite, I think. is I can't remember if anybody's yeah. five to two, but close enough. And I mean, it's been lights out in the last two, but it's a hard horse to figure. You're putting on the turf, hard. right? Yeah, really hard. One. Pete. Yeah, I mean, uncontested a- lead. Back to the numbers, but I have no idea if this horse can get the mile. I mean, the turf probably, but he's an Ontario bred, beating up on nobody lately. I don't, I don't know. I'm using him. I guess you have to use him, right? Yep. It's a tough yeah, call, yeah. Pete. You are right on target, my That's friend. A tough, and there is I other agree. speed in this race, so I think there could there be is. speed. To, to, But, I mean, this horse could just be a monster, and we just don't know it yet. So, yeah, we'll see. No, for sure. I've got a 20-1 to one in second, by the way, and super attentive for Cassie. He's another horse that I think will be better second time out going a little bit longer. I mean, so it, it's a guess, guys. It's a really tough race. We don't know who's going to be in. We already spent way too long on this race. Let's go on and, and move on. It's a good race, though. It's a real good race. Great race. <laughs> and it's and one of those horses going to the Breeders' Cup, uh, if yeah. not more than one. So we'll see. There is race seven right now. Let me bring up on the screen. Race seven is the vigil, guys. It is for older uh, males. Let me bring it up here. Right. Whoop, there we go. For older males. Uh, this is six furlongs, $150,000. You can see it's a field of eight. And, you know, I got to refresh this for the morning line. Sorry about that. Um, Field of eight, the morning line faded. Here's a horse I know, a horse we know. Number six, Patches O'Houlihan. Good old Patches. This is a horse, guys, that I'll bring on screen. If you recall, I loved in the race last time and scored. Didn't really get a big price, but did end up winning. For our Power Picks tip sheet subscribers. And you look at the bottom of the screen, you're like, uh, Pete and Paul must be thinking, uh, is there a misprint? Did Howard make a mistake? No, this is a total 
toss and fade for me today. But Paul, explain to everyone why you're going back with the six again, seven to five morning line, a little, a little uh, low for my liking for sure. Well, I would agree with that, but you know, I was impressed with the race I have in my notes. He was headed uh, in the stretch and then rebroke and went back. I taught, you know, you see the lead dwindled to a half length and, and then opened back up. And I think, the main reason I'm using the horses out of that race, how it is two horses have come out of that race to run back uh, a win in a second. And they have improved their buyers by 15 and nine points respectively. So I am betting that that bold venture is a key race and I'm taking as my top two horses who are coming out of that race. All right, let's watch the stretch four, five, six, nine, 10 patches is on the lead four, five, six, nine, 10, and Pete, as we watch it, feel free to comment on anything we're going to see here. Patches gets the lead. We're not going to see that. Again, four, five, six, nine, ten. Tell us what you see here, Pete. Here's Patches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much to say there. Patches just sort of just sort of runs away with it. I'm I'm looking at, I don't know, Paul, if the I'm looking for so you see the four. Yeah, you see, watch here. Right yeah, it here, looks like you, he's in I mean, deep if water. You, if you bet the five there, you're like, oh God, I'm done. At yep. that point, right. right? And then I like the re-kick. And again, you don't you don't know if it's attributable to just being better than the horses behind and just sort of outclassed them down the lane. Um, the four maybe was a little I, I don't know. The four has been having trouble. You know, the four oh actually, who was the four in that one? That was the the four was, the was four? last American the last exit. American exit, right? The five in this one. The five has a little bit of trouble sort of finishing the deal and likes to finish second. So yeah. you saw a little bit of that there. So that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. And the five is just one that seems to lose to a lot of these horses, but very closely. So you just don't know if that was the case, but you got to be impressed when the horse comes, you know, when horses get that close and you're able to kick away again. I mean, usually only Baffert's do that. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, I agree with Michael Lawson. And again, this one we we've this is the great thing about this show. And I have so much respect for both you guys, handicappers. But this is what the fun part. And I agree with Michael Lawson. And let me just bring it up because I I think Patches O'Houlihan got an unbelievable setup. I mean, he was you see how what a big lead he had, guys. And he's fast and he's good. And it's amazing how you can love a horse one day and dislike a, a horse so much the next day. Let me just show you why, guys, and maybe I'll be wrong Saturday, but doesn't Rockcrest have to go from the inside with a 113 early time for him? This horse is fast and has to go, right, in my opinion at least. Then you've got, of course, Patches, but there's another horse here. My buddy B has a 119 time for him from the outside, and this horse has to go also in theory. So maybe Patches is going to get the lead, guys, but he's going to take a hell of a lot more pressure, in my opinion, than he did in the last race. I don't like him at all. I really like Outlaw Kid. I'm going with a fresh face. And, you know, <laughs> Paul, I, lo I love this conversation because I don't know how strong that race was. I know horses, there's two horses came out of there, and I can't argue with it. But, you know, we've talked about this before, guys. That race sort of bunched together at the end. I, I, I don't know. I think this horse, Outlaw Kid, has faced some really nice horses. I'm not worried about the fact he hasn't been on synthetic because turf horses like synthetic. Um, he's been right there with lucky score and he won last time. I love Kimura. I think he's going to stalk and pounce and I'm going with outlaw kid. I like him actually quite a bit in this race uh, to win. So I'm, I'm against patches. I'm going to use him as a C and we will literally see what happens. Yeah, that's fair. Lots. 
All I'll say about the race hours, the horses who came back finished sixth and eighth, and they came back and ran one one at Kentucky Downs and one once. Anyway, we're gonna no, find I can't that. Argue it. I mean, I, I I hear you. Kentucky Downs, though, is I listen. I was there. I, oh, please don't weird. get me started. Um, it's weird. So I, I don't. Know. Um, the horse I the other horse I really want out of there, Howard. The horse who was closing at the end is the four this time. Secret I Reserve. Agree with you, Paul. Thank I thought the other. That. I thought the horses right behind Patches hung a little bit, including that five. I thought the the only other horse doing serious running at the end was Secret Reserve, and and that's why I picked him second in this race. I, Paul, I've got him third. I agree. I think if the race like falls apart, this could be the one. The problem is he's just he's just slow, Paul. I, I just I don't know. But if it if if it gets crazy, I think Secret Reserve is the one, Paul. I totally agree with you. Pete, any final thoughts? Uh, you got the one second, so you are just hoping the speed. Uh, you know, I have on. all three. I have right. all three be, speed horses. <laughs> it could be six one around the track, Pete. I mean, it could be for sure. I, I, ha- I have all three speed horses. I have one six eight. They're all three the speed. I usually don't do that, but I'm hoping that one <laughs> of them goes. I- I'm thinking that one of them actually goes. The other two don't go, and they don't all really hook up. And then we'll see which one. And I like the eight because he's twenty. Because he's twenty to one, so I yeah. like having a price. But I mean, I'm with you. I like the four. You talk about the four, Paul. I think the four for sure is a is a nice underneath play, if nothing else. I'm not sure if he he just doesn't seem to close races again. Another one of those, but um, he definitely is one that could hit the board. And if you want to get a nice fifteen to one shot, and I don't know if he'll, I you'll get all of that fifteen, I imagine, just because there's not a lot of ones and twos on that on that form there. I think so. Let's we gotta we're gonna move on here, guys. By the way, Matt Miller, I did not play in ABC. I did a I just did a little caveman to be honest, like a sixty dollar caveman. So Matt in the chat, I did not back up. Uh, I have no no other horses. Uh, I completely did the nine at Churchill with uh, what do we got? Seven minutes left. All right, guys. Three and five, on. Howard. Three and five are your main threats, but we move on. Yeah, well, they're all main threats when you're live doing this. <laughs> you worry about everyone, Paul, right? Especially when you butt. have the favorite. You worry even more when you have the favorite no, if you're me. For sure. Guys, let's talk about the next race here. The next race, another great race. This is the Natalma, the grade one. This is a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly turf race. Half a million dollars. Monster. I mean, look at this. This is a field of 15. There's no also eligibles. It's a damn field of 15. And it's very tough. Again, some of these are probably going to go in race six. We don't know yet. The Moyline favorite, if this race holds together, which I doubt it will, is the Appleby from the inside that you mentioned, Paul, the number one dazzling star for William Buick, who's obviously here uh, mainly to ride Master of the Seas, but also is um, going with a dazzling star here. Pete, let's go to you first. You're going to go. Well, we actually talked about Erosa, Pete. So if you don't mind, Pete, yeah, let's no, we could skip first. that one. Yeah, we could skip. Yeah, let's that go one. to Dazzling Star, who I don't have anywhere in the top few, but I'm using, and I'm assuming uh, Pete's got third. Is it just the connections, Paul, or do you have more intel here on Dazzling Star coming in for Appleby? Um, I, I think it's a common. No, I, I, you know, what you see is what you get. You know, just a maiden winner, but. Obviously, the fact that Buick's coming, and as you say, he's, he's coming to ride the other horse as well. But uh, should we mention, Pete, that the stat of the day is it time to unleash the uh, stat of the day for Woodbine? Yeah. And 
fire it up. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You can fire Charlie, it up. Charlie Appleby at Woodbine the last five years, eight starts, seven wins. Seven in a for, row, too. For an 88% winning percentage. <laughs> okay, I got a question, though, honestly, and uh, we could look it up, but were any of those two-year-olds, or were they all like your modern games? And, and... Well, Howard, you know what I'm going to do? Because it you are such I think a... it's, it's worth I agree. right? Obviously. We uh we are gonna look it up, Howard, because All right. we have the technology. Yeah, All they right, are actually two two were in the summer and two were in the Natalma. So four? <laughs> so four of the seven? So four of the seven, yeah. So okay. he can he could do that as well. Although although if you yeah, want to go just broader, he's two for fifteen in the US in twenty twenty three so far. So yes. he hasn't been as reliable as he was last year now. But again, right. I know for me, I mean I put him in third more for or her, sorry, name. I meant more Appleby, but I, I put the horse in third more because of hey, why not? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose a pick five if an Appleby horse comes over and yep. wins a race. That's basically I- the the theory. Paul Blue Point was freaky, the the uh, the sire, but he was a sprinter. Any concern on distance whatsoever, or you just figure out if he's going to bring over the right kind of horse here? I, I think the Euros, the, the the Euros that run six over there can get a mile over here, basically. You know, as a rule, I don't know about this one, but you know, out of a Dubawi mare, so that should right. help mitigate those concerns. Yeah. Still one turn. It's still one turn too. So that that. I mean, I did use others. I I did use others in this race. How the other horse I have is Stone Cold Single, but I I did use a few others in this race, uh, especially not knowing who's going to win. You got ready to jam second as does Pete Paul, ready to jam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proving buyers. Uh, We talked about that catch a glimpse. Uh, This horse closed into that race and. You know, uh, Erosa did have the good trip in the stretch, so ran very well. This horse was way out of it and and came, uh, had to maneuver uh, her way through traffic a little bit, which I like as a two-year-old. So, yeah, it's a Cassie. So, yeah, I I think the eight's a major player here, yes. Jim Pilars, who is a fan of Woodbine, of course, and lives not too far away. Uh, Foreign chippers, just like the U.S., tend to dominate Woodbine on the turf. I agree. I'm not sure – well, again, I don't. I have to look up the stats, but I feel much better about the older horses coming in rather than the two-year-olds. Because in general, two-year-olds in North America are are just as good as the Euros on turf, at least, uh, because they're pretty precocious. As the, as they get older, guys, I want no part of of Americans unless we're talking about Tepin or some you know absolute monsters, of course. Um, Pete, you want to? Well, actually, we just talked about all three of your horses. So yeah, no, I mean, I mean, although in the in, I think on my pick five, I went eight deep. So I have a plethora of horses that I think have a shot to win this race. You like that, huh? Plethora. Love that word. Plethora. Yeah, it must have been word of the calendar, word of the day, or something. I don't usually yeah. use words with that. That means that means shitload, Pete. Right? That doesn't mean shitload. That's more <laughs> my that's more uh, my speed, Paul. That's more my speed. I'm more of a fuckload kind of guy, but I never say that on here. So. Uh, you know what word I like, guys? Ozara. Oh, I like that word. Uh, this horse. I like that 12. horse too. Ran well. For a, look at look at the connections, by the way. Clement and Dylan Davis look familiar, Paul. That was the same connections of Carson's run. Um, yep. I like this horse, and I like what she did. I'm going to show the replay real quick. Um, she beat Way the Wrist, who came back and won for Clarevich. Didn't win by a lot, but did win. I really like 
what I saw here. And again, I'm just going to be very brief. She's the 10. She looks like a smaller filly, actually, but she made a middle move on the backstretch, guys. We're going to let me let me fast forward here. She's in these like on the inside here in these sort of green silks. You see how she's tugging, but she's not like asking. She's just doing this on her own, guys. This is not like the jock rushing up. I know it might look that way, but I don't think it is at all. She's just pulling on her own, rushing up or not rushing up. She's doing it on her own. Look how pa- she's waiting patiently in behind. And then she angles out and she explodes here in the stretch. And you see, she's waiting. I think it's Rosario. Like, he, I don't know if he's, you know, doing this out of confidence or what. Starts asking and gets through the hole. And here's what I really like at the end, guys. At the very end, I'll show you what I mean. She takes the lead right here. When the eight comes up, the Clarevich, watch this rebreak, guys. Right here. This horse is never going by. I really like the rebreak. I think that matters. And watch the gallop out as well. The Clarevich never gets in front of her. We'll see the see this, guys. To me, that matters. Now, people could say, Howard, you're looking at too, you know, carefully. None of that matters. I've seen way too many replays, guys. I think it matters a lot. I think this horse likes to fight. I think she's tactical. I'm worried about the 12 hole. I'm definitely worried about the 12 hole, but I'm hoping, guys, she's not in the 12 hole. Okay. So I'm hoping she's going to be a little bit closer in. And then the 13, I actually watched the replay of Dia Matrona last time. I watched the replay from Strasbourg. This horse was three wide, uncovered, won very well, has tactical speed. I think the 13 is also very live. And you know these connections as well, Paul. This uh, pick five racing ownership, uh, they're they're very shrewd. So I don't know. Maybe the Euro is just going to win easily. I'm going to be completely wrong as the Churchill race, by the way, just went off. So I got to keep my eye on as the nine is a lot further back than I want right now. I can tell you that. Um, But anyway. (laughs) I think the outside horses have a big shot. And if you guys know what's going to happen, don't spoil it because I'm watching it on my yeah. phone. But anyway, I like the outside horse a little bit in this race too, the 12 and 13. Final thoughts. Yeah, I, I thought, Howard, that for a first-time starter especially, that 12 ran really, really big. Um, you know, you, you, I'm glad you, you showed the race. You know, the things that aren't easy to do come from that far behind, wait, maneuver in between horses, and then hold off a Chad Brown horse who came back to win it three to five uh, the next race. <laughs> so that, that, Line that's, up this it, nine. <laughs> I did this nine to come from the clouds. I don't know if he's going to get there. Oh, uh, 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 this wait. is the Deodoro horse, don't right? Show me, don't tell anything. Come on, this nine. I think he's blowing by. Come on, this nine. Go on with them. There we go. Hello, boys. Hello. There we go. Hello. All right. Nice work. Paul just got a raise. All right. And I and I have the and I have the exacta. All right. Woo. There we go. Matt Miller. In real time, people are gonna be listening this later. Like, what the hell is going on? What just happened is the night horse at Churchill won the last race here on Thursday at was it six to five? Came from the clouds, and I collected uh, seventeen hundred, which is uh, hey, happy. I'll take it for sure. Beautiful. Um, all right, thanks for all the cheers out there, guys. Uh, Noah, thank you, Noah. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's move on, guys. Um, because you know what, I got to take some of that money now. I get. I think my pick five just got bigger, guys. <laughs> okay, that's twenty cents bigger, too. Which... It's twenty. Hey, it's twenty cents, so you can you can splurge on a big one. 
which for all you inexperienced handicappers, what I just said, you should not do, <laughs> which is now that I hit spend more money, bad, bad idea, everyone. All right, let's go on, guys, to uh, the next the big one. Here. Yeah, uh, the big one, the Woodbine Mile. Let me go ahead and pull this off. Let me do this. Guys, there's not much to talk about here, is there? I mean, I guess it depends how good you think Master of the Seas is. Let me go ahead and brand banners. Here we go. Uh, we all got Master of the Seas. In fact, we're all going one-fourth. Ice chalk a lot in second. So Woodbine Mile, winning you're in for the Breeders' Cup, guys. It's $1 million. It's only a field of six. And I don't want to get into field size, but I think it's mainly because of Kentucky Downs, to be honest, guys. I mean, the purses were so insane. Why go out of the country for a million? And I think the word was out that Master of the Seas was coming. I've heard his name pointed at this race a bunch of times. Guys, I don't think this is like some kind of like ridiculous monster Euro. I mean, there's better milers in Europe, but based on what we've talked about, I mean, gee whiz, Pete, this horse just might be the goods again. Yeah, it's hard. Well, and, and it's one of those two where you don't really have to be the goods necessarily to beat this field. You just yeah, have to be true. better than the field. And, <laughs> and a lot of times the Applebee horses are just better than the fields they're racing against. And I, I, I don't think of this as a very good addition of the Woodbine Mile. This doesn't come up. I mean, there's some solid horses, but none that none that really jump out. And Master of the Seas has run against some high quality horses, but you know, you look two back, but I mean, those were a mile. That was a mile and an eighth. Three back, the loss was at a mile and an eighth. When you go back to the mile races, there's a lot more wins there. Um, so, and that last race was was super impressive. And again, it wasn't the highest of quality races, but it was still, it's impressive. It's still Applebee. Buick's coming over for this. We see Applebee's record here and in this race. So logical, but not unbeatable. Paul, I, I like the fact this horse has not run recently. I know some of these zeros, especially Aiden O'Brien, they ship over like in a few weeks and they run really well. I sort of like the fact this one has been given some time. And the one thing about this track and William uh, Charles Appleby mentioned it in an article, Paul, this EP Taylor was such that really long stretch. The, the explosive move that a lot of these zeros have is just something that the Americans don't. And he's going to find time to explode and it just feels like this particular configuration of woodbine just suits these zeros so damn well yeah and it's a big more of a sweeping turn than a shop yeah. turn which means less up uh, less chance of getting into a jam although i i you know i i i some of the Euro jocks that come over, I think, struggle to a degree, even really good ones. Buick is is not one of them. He is really top shelf. You know, again, I think Pete hit the nail on the head. Yeah, this this might not be the best Euro we've ever seen come over. But, you know, I mean, Cheryl Spate is, is run, uh, you know, has a win at Woodbine, you know, ran really well in the Breeders' Cup mile last year behind modern games, you know, I guess on her best day. Um, uh, is a factor his best day, I should say. Um, but you know, Sea Cottage chucked it in in the four star Dave without much of an excuse. I mean, I landed on the four just because I think either Casa Creed or Annapolis would be a solid uh choice in this race behind the Euro, or maybe even you know, with the Euro. So, you know, the, the four ice chuckle lot was right there with them. Um, the four is also a horse for course. Six starts at Woodbine, two wins, two seconds, and a third. So I'm not going to 
I'm not going to complicate this race. I, I don't like having, you know, the, the real logical is the only A or only single, but I, I'm not going to over, overcomplicate this race in my ticket. Pete, I think Ice Chocolat ran huge in the four-star, Dave. I mean, he, yeah. there wasn't a lot of closing going on, and he closed in the clouds. He's getting good. If the one stubs his hoof, I like Ice Chocolat like you. I don't – I guess I understand the 5-2 Morningland and Cheryl Spite, I guess, but – that seems completely ridiculous to me. When his best races have been at um, Keeneland, that's where he got his two big numbers. He got the 104 and the 103 at Keeneland. Outside of that, I mean, what really has Cheryl Spite done at all? I, I don't Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think get you're, it. And you see the one for oh, six. Oh, exactly. Right to the hoop beat. You, yeah, and you see the one for six there in the at Woodbine, one for six at the distance. Yeah, there's some things Cheryl Sp- – I'm hoping Cheryl Spite takes the money. Uh, Cassie, one for 38 in grade one races at Woodbine, so not exactly – Really? You know, yeah, <laughs> that, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, well, and that was in the last five because if you look back to the, the history of this race, I think Cassie has wins, but they were prior to – I mean, we're only talking last five years – so just hasn't been as hasn't been as lucky or hasn't had the right horse or the Euros keep coming over now and and and, and taking the wins away from him in some of these races. So yeah. I thought the only other horse I'll talk about, I thought the six is interesting as a long shot underneath where sometimes the other horses try and win the race and can't compete with the big favorite. And then you get another horse long shot who's got a late kick, who always seems to be in the money, who could just maybe clunk up and get, you know, you can get a maybe a, a, a cold exacta, one yeah. six, if you want to get a little get sure. a little frisky with a bomber there. <laughs> that horse always runs. I mean, always yeah. always runs a race, just doesn't always have the oomph to, to get there. But, I mean, I don't know. Not the greatest betting race in Very the world consistent. unless you're doing something cold, yeah. Uh, okay, full disclosure. Charles B. I wish I did not. I played. I actually played. I will. I did play a little small pick five. Not even. I just played a caveman, and I did not have the winner in the first leg. By the way, who was? I think was. Um, I'm trying to remember what the price. It was a price. It was like ten to one. To one. I, had, I had the other Twelve four one. legs, guys. Honest to God, but uh, I did not have. I didn't have the first, so I did not hit the pick five, everyone. So anyway, but I wish I had Charles. Um, all right, guys, let's go to. Not much else to say, right? It's it, it's master of the seas race to to win or lose there for sure. Let's so. go ahead to the last leg, guys, as we close out the show. What it's gonna be a fantastic pick five. There's our picks. We're all going again with the Uno from the rail. And this horse, guys, maybe this horse is getting good. I don't really know, but I'll tell you one thing. This horse will have the lead. The one will absolutely have the lead. We all see the same thing. It's the last leg of the pick five. It's not the last leg. It's not the last race of the day, everyone, but it is the last leg of the pick five that we're covering, the big pick five for Saturday. It's allowance optional, 32 down to 30. Field of eight. More line favorite is the one, J.P. Helsch, a Florida bred for Drexler and Savachi. And, Paul, this horse just looks loose as loose as can be. I guess the question is, can this horse repeat the same buyer number? Because before the last race, this one really didn't tower over anyone. Yeah, that's the that would be the concern. Um, although uh, two works, so that should you know that kind of works against the bounce a little bit. Yeah, I mean you know that that number does kind of come out of nowhere. Which well, you know, he had a couple of eighty twos, but ninety five, uh, you know. <laughs> 95 is another another story uh, altogether. 
But uh, as you said, Howard, you know, what's preventing him from getting a pretty easy lead Saturday? Absolutely nothing. I mean, here's right. the thing. I mean, here's the thing, Pete and Paul, right? We, we, this horse is not going to run 95 again unless there's something – well, I don't want to say. Unless there's something goofy going on, guys. This horse should probably run, you know, mid-80s, right? I think that's what I'm projecting. But guess what, Pete? A low mid-80s probably wins this race. And again, he's going to be on the lead. And I saw, you know, maybe – I mean, who's going to put pressure? There's, there's blinkers on. The six looks like he could be up close, but – he does. He's got seconditis a lot. I don't know about the six, the 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 eight. Who you've got, Pete second. Who I think is the one that I'm interested in the most to maybe win. Even though I've got the five second. Uh, but he's be coming off the pace, though. Yeah, and he's coming off the pace. But I looked back, Pete. The eight has never run in blinkers his entire career. Now in his 27th start, he's going to put blinkers on. I just that's just weird to me. I, I don't I don't really like that personally. No, I and if you just, I mean, if you go just based on time form as sort of the barometer, the the one has a one sixteen, the second, the two second horses are both eighty six, so that's a huge pace advantage. So even if the one doesn't necessarily come home strong generally with that pace, it still could just be just too far ahead and and could just bottom the field out. And that's what that's what I'm looking for. I wound up like in my pick five when we get to it. I went too deep just in case the one just dies for some reason. And yeah. the eight winds up, the eight's the one I like off the pace, but it's also not that great of a field. I just didn't like the race. I didn't like the horses. I wasn't really, nothing was jumping out. So I'm like, well, if the one just gets on the lead and wins, maybe that's just the answer in some of these. Our chat, by the way, has been awesome. Uh, Jim Pilar's, I respect Jim. Be careful on JP Helsch. There's a tremendous inside speed bias on the day of his August 11th win. Oh boy. Thank you. See, you this, this is it, our, our our viewers are awesome. I did not know yeah. that. Um, actually, he said August. Oh, is it August eleventh? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That that. Ooh, that that might may have to think twice. Although I'm it not still was an eleventh. I don't know if it was an eleven length win speed bias. I mean, that's still a pretty impressive a performance, even even with the bias in your favor. Not to that's true. not to go against Jim. I'm just saying it's just hard to know if that horse can just because it wasn't. It came out of nowhere, but it didn't come out of nowhere with no change. It came out of nowhere with a yep. switch to a very high percentage trainer as well. So. Guys, I much rather use this five than the six. And I know, again, this is something I've been working on my handicapping. Frankly, um, I've been very good with this kind of thing. Where the six looks obvious, guys, right? Like low eighties, and but the six doesn't get the job done. You got the five, who everyone's like, Howard, the five is running seventy three, seventy four. What are you talking about? But again, this five has the right to improve. He's only a four year old. He could jump up to a high seventies, low eighties. I don't see why not. Um, that was a slow pace, by the way, Pete and Paul, that he overcame last time and won by four. So I, I don't know, but this is the one I'm interested. I agree with Jim that the five is much more interested in me with the upside than the six or the eight, although he looks slower on paper. Yeah, I didn't like the five, but I mean, yeah, I could it, be wrong. It's, it's hard because the thing I didn't like was that I don't like when a horse has to drop down, especially a maiden who's been a maiden That's for fair. 11 races and then had to drop yeah. to me. But again, if the one just craps the bed, I think the race is wide open. So if you're going to take yep. a shot, why not? Yeah, no, it, it, it's, uh, 
it's tricky. That last race, I mean, you could easily just go 1-1 one, one on the end of your pick five. But that last race, I don't know, guys. Let's go ahead and get to our uh, picks right now. We appreciate everyone watching. A lot of people watching. And, and of course, make sure you're listening as well later on uh, this week. We appreciate those of you listening later on our audio platforms and watching. By the way, last week, guys, we had 1,300. We, we had a lot of people watching the replays. We realized there's NFL going on now and the game just started or what game. Uh, but anyway, uh, we appreciate That's why we're going on a little bit earlier so we can get out of here and let people enjoy the NFL if they choose to do so. Our pick fives, guys. Here we go. Strap it in. Everyone at home, be ready to write these down. <coughs> Hopefully we can cash. And, Paul, did you know this was a 20-cent pick five? Because I had a feeling you maybe no. did it. No, mine's based on 50. I go with American uh, denominations. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to let's go to Pete's first. Pete's 20 Mine's cent. Wild. 20 cent pick 5 <laughs> ticket. 2 3 5 7 10 with 168 with 1 3 4 6 8 11 12 14 with 1 4 with one eight. So Pete is choosing on a, on a caveman, not to single either one of those ones. And again, last time we'll remind everyone race six and race eight are complete clusters because there are four horses that are cross entered. And we have no idea as of this moment, Thursday here at eight forty Eastern, who's going to run and where Pete, your, uh, your uh, construction here, sir. Yeah, and I use some of the cross-enters in the first and third legs of the ticket, so presumably a few of these horses are going to go down, which is why I sort of blew it up. Normally for a 20 cent, I wouldn't do a $96 ticket, but I figured I don't know who's in, who's out. I, I, I didn't single Master of the Seas because it was a 20 cent ticket only. I would single Master of the Seas on on sort of a, a, be a lone A and then maybe go with the four in that fourth leg. And then maybe in the last leg, again, I wasn't super confident in the one, so I don't know if I would single there. And then in the second leg, I don't love the six patches. I don't love the six so much that I would single there either. And then in the two, two year old races, I just think they're wide open. So I would love to catch a bomb. I feel like the second, fourth and fifth leg have a chance to be pretty chalky though. So if you're going to, if you're going to make this pay anything, it's going to most likely be in the first and third leg, which are pretty wide open. Uh, just to confirm, Darren Rogers emailed me guys actually right when the show was starting and he had a tech issue. Um, so we'll, we'll get him back on, but Darren, if you hear this, uh, we'll, I'll get in touch with Darren, but we'll, we'll make sure to get him on, but he had a tech issue between, um, stuff going on there and, and streaming out for some reason. Um, Paul, let's get to your pick five which is only 27 bucks on a 20 cent ticket so paul if you want to add some horses feel free but paul's no, got you know what i might do you know what i might do on a 20 cent ticket what's that play the two good single the two good dolphins and play all in the other three legs oh fancy pants Ooh, just for, be, to well, quote I you howard I well <laughs> with with no scratches it would only be 140 and we know they have to be a minimum of uh, two scratches and two legs, right? Yes. Is that what it would be? So it would be 140, huh? Okay. That's 140 with the numbers that are here. The one and the one. Just single the one and the third. Yeah, play a Godolphin double. Okay. You know, now Matt I'm Miller. Doing it. Whatever it costs, now I'm locked into doing it just because. Because. Normally, Matt Miller <laughs> because, would be because. upset with you because he would say, why play the pick five? Because you have to make sure you get through the other legs. But in this case, Paul, you're going to get the other three legs because you're hitting the damn all button the other three. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, you're, you're not – no one's retiring on a 20-cent base ticket, right? So, 
you know, but if you can get some, you know, chaos. But anyway, uh, I, I play not, it not as if you're it was... kind of spending with spending money on lawn jockeys on stuff. You're going to be a lot. To... <laughs> <laughs> the big hit, by the way, big hit. Cody is a big hit. In the oh, big hit. You, are, are you like selling tickets in the neighborhood? People are coming over. Big and... hit. No, I have to. I have to improve the lighting. My wife's got some oh. weak ass solar light out there. I need some electric powered wow. spotlight. Get a real on light. Get a real light. <laughs> yeah, look at yeah. that man kind of thing going. I like it. All right. Well, yeah, Paul, yeah. when you got when you got the spotlight updated on on your lawn jockey, Cody. I think yes. He and I would be very interested in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so back to my ticket. Yeah, I, I looked at the first leg as very much a spread leg. Um, I went with uh, my logicals in the vigil. I spread, uh, I, you know, originally I was going to go single in that third leg as well. But uh, I do think if um, if Dazzling Star does not win, I think the race is pretty wide open. I, and I think kind of how Pete described the Woodbine Mile. Uh, I am going to single Master of the Seas. I'm not going to complicate that race, as I said. Yeah. And I'm three deep in that last leg, although I'm going to go back and too, too many people whose opinion I respect are talking about other horses, so I'm going to have to reinvent. I don't like that race at all either. I'd love to be playing a big pick four starting with the sixth, but that's not on the wagering option. You don't like the last race you were saying, Paul? Is that the one you were – the tenth, yes, yeah, or the our our last, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have a lot of confidence with it, to be honest. But uh, we gotta make some decisions somewhere. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my uh, pick. You guys know I'm singling. I mean, come on. You do know who I'm singling, right? Matt, you got a single master of the seas. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, he is. Oh, I yeah, thought you were gonna you. be. Uh, so uh, so Paul, I'm sort of in your genre here. Like like yeah. I'm nine deep. Again, who knows what's going to – I'm nine deep in race six and race eight. Uh, guys, I have no idea. Basically, I, I the really... favorites – based on our tickets, the favorites are guaranteed to win the sixth and the eighth oh. because we're 87 deep between us. So, I, I don't know how good the Dazzling Blue is. I mean, maybe – I'm going to get she, right? Maybe she's <sighs> that good. I don't – on paper, she doesn't look like anything, and she's going to be like – Two to one is the Godolphin. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm spreading a lot in leg three, guys. I, I don't I don't think that Godolphin has to win leg three at all. I'm going um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven, with two seven, with one, three, four, six, eight, nine, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, with one master of the seas, with one five eight in the last leg. It's ninety-seven. 20 um my general thoughts guys and we'll we'll end the show let people go and so we i apologize it's mainly me for a little bit of rambling tonight and digressing to different things um my main opinions guys are the following master of the seas me very tough obviously duh i really like the five and i'm drawing a blank now go uh shoot what's the name of that horse the, the five Zapper, in the first Zapper leg. in the last oh which leg no the five in the first leg oh um, the go with gusto go with gusto i think is I think we'll go with some gusto. I, I'm I'm very interested in either race that that she right that she runs in, and then in the um, Natalma, I like the twelve and thirteen. The Chad's the thirteen. The twelve is the Clement. If they can get the right trip, I think either one of those horses are interesting. And I cannot single the one in the last leg, guys, for all the reasons that we talked about. Uh, as we end the show, gentlemen, again for the final time. My apologies to Darren Rogers. I'm not sure what happened there. 
we'll definitely get you back on ASAP um, from Churchill Downs, and we'll get to hear some exciting things going on with uh, Churchill Downs. I put the banner on the screen. Paul, final thoughts on anything coming up in your world? We got the Penn Derby next weekend. We got some great guests coming on. I'll uh, just leave it at that. Uh, but Penn Derby's next weekend, guys. Yes, I am uh, happy to say uh, a week from Saturday, I will be at Parks for the Penn Derby. And two okay. weeks from Saturday, I will be at the Big A for the Vosburg. So I'm on the road the next Who's two weeks. the Vosburg? Anyone we know? I mean, any, what? Oh, yes. Good old Cody. That's uh, what, uh, seven belongs, right? Vosburg, I think, is seven. Seven, yeah, it's seven. It? I'm pretty sure. I thought uh, it was seven. Good workout. Okay. Uh, good work at Saratoga yesterday, and uh, I think all systems are going to be go. And I hope he, I hope he's out to show the world that the last race was an yes. anomaly. Uh, which I think we most believe of us are fans of the show would would hope that that was just a little hiccup. So yeah, uh, so I'm looking forward. Uh, looking forward to seeing our, our friend Jessica Parquet make history as the first female to call a Grade One race in the U.S. It will be right? the cotillion. Wow. It'll be the cotillion. Appropriately, a race for females, which she gave us the winner of last year. Uh, live from the pack. It might be more difficult to get her on live this time to give us a pick. But I bet you have the resources, Paul. Uh, I wouldn't, you can get up in the booth, right? I wouldn't count it out. Let's not rule anything out. That would be... Paul, if you get up into the announcer's booth, like between races, and get Jessica on, that would be... Mwah, that would be amazing. That would be very cool. We'll see if we can work that out. Hey, uh, Paul, it, real quick, before we go, I was just going to say, do you have any... Have you heard anything about who's going to the PA Derby? Because usually that's a pretty... Big race. Uh, I don't first, even know who's going. Who's going? First mission, I believe. Oh, first Pete. mission's coming back. What do you got, Howard? I, uh, Mr. Mr. Visco, Mr. Visco, uh, re- reincarnate for Baffert. Oh, that one I knew. I knew reincarnate, but I, I, I don't know if any of the, you know, it, usually it's a much bigger. It's, it's got a yeah. little bit bigger, bigger name quality to it. Yeah, yeah. I have not heard. I haven't seen anything else yet. A million bucks, yeah. right? I mean, that's usually a nice. Let's see if I went in the chat. Anyone in the, the chat? Uh, we still have plenty of people with us. Anyone know right, who's, who's going to the Penn Derby? Not, not guesses like you, got, you guys actually know. If anyone yeah, knows, it's the right time, too. It's perfect spacing. Perfect it's spacing for the, for the, for the classic. Yeah, it's fantastic, yep. usually. Hey, Which uh, is in 50, 50 days from today is Breeders' Cup Friday, as noted in my tagline. Uh, Ralph Conti, you can see Ralph there, uh, Paul. We'll oh, Ralph, at- say hello. Yes, Ralph. Yeah, going to be Ralph's going to be at Prax, so I don't know if that's like the, the ghetto version <laughs> of right. Park. So I don't. Know I'll if be there. Be I'll be. Uh, I will be around the paddock and winner's circle throughout the day, uh, Ralph. I'd love to meet you. Wonderful. Um, all right, guys. We yeah, I I, I think we're good. We it's been an interesting show. Uh, again, we'll get Darren Rogers on another time, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate a lot of things uh, going on. Ralph says yes. So Paul, there you go. Uh, we want to wish everyone a tremendous amount of success this weekend. Uh, of course, at Churchill as well on Saturday. Check out Ben and Booze in episode 39 from last night, Wednesday night. The boys did a great job covering Churchill on Saturday. And then we hope everyone, of course, crushed your bets this Saturday at Woodbine for the Woodbine Mile Day. For my wonderful co-host, Paul Halloran. Pete Visco, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz, episode 290 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I got about 1,778 
reasons to get off the screen and start handicapping a little more for this weekend. Thanks a lot for uh, watching, everyone. And I need to get the brand up so I can end this the right way. Have a great evening. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.